Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It goes down my legs a little bit. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Well, I'm excited. Uh, the only thing you're worried about is, hey, we've, we've got a good rhythm going. You know, it, it does feel different to, to when you have him back. You know, it, it has a different dynamic, and so you... You just, uh, you know, joke with him that, hey, don't rock the boat too much. You know, we've been doing pretty good. But uh, I would like to think that Adam Thielen is going to help our offense. And if nothing else, you know, the corners, the safeties, the linebackers, the defense, they have to honor the fact that he's on the field opposite Stefan Diggs. You have to, you know, cover and be aware of that many more people um, who have put good stuff on tape in the past. And it's official, gentlemen. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Score North and the Score North app, Adam Thielen. We'll be back on the field on Sunday for the first time. Well, he did make a cameo, I guess, in Week 9 against Kansas City. They brought him back. He missed a game. They brought him back too early. He played seven snaps, and they took him off the field. Uh, But this will be his first official game since the at-Detroit win on October 20th. So you get to plop. Think about how great this offense has been over the past two months or so without Adam Thielen, and you get to plop Adam Thielen back into this thing and see what happens against, in theory, if he stays healthy, against the Chargers, the Packers, and the Bears. Not a bad little uh, pick-me-up for the final three games of the schedule. If he's ready to go. And if we don't see a repeat of his cameo in Kansas City. Because these hamstrings can be tricky, man, and a guy can come back. A guy did come back in Kansas City, same guy we're talking about, and three plays in, that thing is pulling on you again. And you have to come off the field, and now you've extended the timeline in terms of Getting back on a football field full time. That's that's the only thing you worry about. You're happy to get Adam Thielen back, but at the same time, I do gotta believe if you're a Vikings fan, if you're Mike Zimmer and the coaching staff out there on the sideline, it's gotta be in the back of your mind, like is this gonna be a repeat? You never know with these hamstrings. He's missed what now? Four consecutive games and five, I think, of the past six games since Detroit and then four consecutive games yeah. since uh the Chiefs game. Yeah, I mean, if he's set to go and and at full strength, or heck, let's say he's at 85% and he's back out there and now he's a viable threat with Diggs, it's fantastic. But it's tough to say. Now, here, okay, so here's my question, though, and this is not a negative thing, but here's my question with him back. What does the offense look like now as as far as the fact that, that Thielen's absence sort of in some ways, certainly not in Kansas City, but after that, benefited this team in the sense that Irv Smith Jr. emerged. Rudolph got re-engaged, I would say, is yeah. the proper word. So I'm very curious to see what the approach is going to be now. And you could actually, 
ease Adam back in a bit because of that. But Irv Smith can't disappear now. He's too good. He shouldn't disappear. And I don't think he will. I mean, Laquan Treble can disappear. Oh, that's... And, and, you know, thanks for the couple catches and And BC stuff, Johnson's but... hurt now, so I'm, my guess is he doesn't play. But as far as the guys that you incorporated with Thielen out, this could have helped you a lot. But I also don't think this is... Have you guys ever heard of the Ewing theory that uh, Bill Simmons came up with with one of his... This is like 15 years ago at ESPN... It was like ESPN2.com or something, where... The, the New York Ewing Knicks theory, yeah, where the New York Knicks, ESPN the, the Knicks said good, the, the Knicks thing, yes, the Ewing ESPN theory, two, no, ESPN two Google the Ewing theory, and I think it's even in like the Urban Dictionary, like okay. it's a thing where I'm not familiar with. You've got a star player, and you've got a star player, and your team doesn't really win anything, and then that star player goes away, and the team gets better somehow. Uh, this the same thing happened with Carmelo Anthony. I call it the wild theory, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is from UrbanDictionary.com. Uh, the the theory hashed out by ESPN.com writer Bill Simmons and his friend. I can't pronounce that last name. It it's it explains the reason why teams inexplicably become better after their star player leaves the team for any reason. Two elements must be present for a situation to be explained by the Ewing theory. One. The team has a star player who receives a lot of attention but never wins anything. And two, the star player leaves the team and everybody writes the team off. And then the team gets better yes. after they leave. This happened with, it happens in the NBA a lot. Like it happened with the Knicks. They went to the finals like the year after with Sprewell and Allen Houston. Uh, it happened with the Nuggets when Carmelo left and he was their best player, but then they got better with just a. I don't think that's the case at all with Adam Thielen and the Vikings. I think he's the type of guy, he's not like those wide receivers where we, the Randy ratio. You got to throw him the ball. You could even argue that, you know, because Randy Moss left and the Vikings still had a couple good seasons, right? Didn't they go on in 2000? Well, 2005, I guess they were like a 500 team, so they weren't terrible. But like Adam Thielen is the type of guy that works into the fabric of your offense. He's not the guy that, well, we've got to make sure that we're targeting him 15 times or he's going to throw a tantrum or uh, disappear and, you know, not be paying attention. I think for that theory to apply in football, it would have to be Quebec, right? Because wide receivers you can replace. Now, I'm not saying that some of them aren't really good. Or I think it applies to a great. lot of wide receivers. I think the theory, like... I think it might apply to wide receivers more than more than quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 Like, you take a, take take Terrell Owens off a team, and all of a sudden, no, I can spread the ball around. Actually, they, there was talk about this with Calvin Johnson. When they took Calvin Johnson, when he retired from the Lions, and the next year, well, Matthew right. Stafford spread the ball around... And we actually made fun of Chris Reavers. Oh, Reavers. I was just going to ask you who said that. Yeah, we played we that a bunch Reavers. and mocked him, and then they actually right. did, they did get better. Yeah. I hate to say so, I mean, it. I hate to say he was right. I like to so say. Is, is your initial point that my, it's not that the, the, we have a Ewing theory in play here? That no, the, no, 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 no. I said it's a positive. I said it's a positive. My point is I think that you, you now have the ability to reincorporate Thielen probably a little bit slower, but more importantly... You now, you now trust people that you didn't necessarily have faith in the day he got hurt. Yeah. Irv Smith, to me, is a huge one. Because he, he went from being a guy that we all thought, why don't you use him more? He, he looks like he's good to, oh, hold on a second. No, he doesn't look like he's good. He's really good. Or, or he's a guy who can be part of your passing game on a weekly basis. So I'm not saying this in, in a, I'm glad Thielen got hurt and I hope he don't come. Uh, does not come back way. I'm saying now you potentially have the ability to say we've gone from having three pieces that we trust a lot to now that's up to let's say five pieces. Yeah. 
the other uh, interesting nugget from the injury report today, Alex Madison looks like he's is he doubtful or is he questionable? Out. He's, out. he's out. Okay, yeah. so he's he's not going to play on Sunday, and uh, it's it's been a nice luxury a few times over the like, Alex Madison has a couple games with like fifteen carries over the past month. Including how many did he have last week? He had like twelve or fourteen carries or something. And Cook had eighteen because Dalvin Cook has been dealing with kind of a shoulder clavicle situation. So here's my thought on that because now this opens up. You know, D- Dalvin Cook is now going to have the workload unless they unless they want to put Boone in there. But I, my guess is Dalvin Cook is just going to hey, as long as your clavicle and shoulder can handle it, and I'm okay with that. I don't think you pull your foot off the gas pedal with Dalvin Cook at this point because you're, you're in must-win territory. For my money, you're in the playoffs right now because if you lose one of these games, you might miss the playoffs if you lose one of these games. So you're in the playoffs as far as the importance of the games. Yep. Like, gotcha. like, okay. the, like Dalvin Cook is on this team as one of the most important pieces that you need to ride as much as you can in the most important games, and that string of games starts right now for me. It's a little bit like once you get to October – and you get a stud pitcher in his prime, and oh man, but we've been kind of worried about innings load and workload. Not when October hits. You just have to throttle down and and ride your best horses as long as you can. And to, and to me, even if his arm falls off after his third carry, like the right the right way to use Dalvin Cook going forward is to throttle down. Starting and now, starting this. You're week. saying you don't need to manage his workload at all. I'm, I don't worry about that. He, if he's healthy enough to play, to me, he's healthy enough. You have to throw. Now, I'm not going to give him the ball 35 times. I'm not saying that, but like he's going to get the ball 20 times if that's oh, what yeah, the game plan calls for. I'm not for. shying away from him. I'm not shying away from Dalvin Cook, but going into the game, I, I have a number in mind of how many touches, how much work, or even how many snaps he's going to get. Forget touches, how many snaps he'll get where he's going to be out there taking hits to that shoulder or chest area where that injury is. Because. I, I asked today on, on Score North Live, which you can hear weekdays, noon to two, myself and a rotating panel of Score North hosts right here on Score North 1500 and the Score North mobile app. What, oh, look at this guy. What do you need to see Hard in the final three weeks to fill? I have, I have a win bid and I have a confidence bid when we talk about the Vikings. Confidence is how sure am I that they can legitimately contend for a Super Bowl once they get to January and February. And I said the three things I need to see is the, the the changes on defense being effective throughout the rest of the regular season and uh, improved offensive line play and Dalvin Cook being healthy and showing that he's that, that dynamic player that he was in the first 11 games that they played this season because he hasn't been that guy the last few weeks, the last two or three weeks since this injury popped up. He's good. Better than most running backs you'll find in the NFL, but he wasn't that special player that I felt like made this offense go. For all the focus on Kirk Cousins, I think that what makes this offense go, what makes it really click on all cylinders, is when Dalvin Cook is the threat on offense that defenses have to game plan around. I think that's what makes it scary for sure. Um, the the Madison injury to me is a big deal, though. Because you go from Cook... Madison, who I really like, I think he's a that was a really nice yeah. draft pick. Yeah. Um. So now he's out on Sunday, and so so what concerns me, and I don't think there's a fix here. It just concerns me. You now go from Cook to Mike Boone. Mike Boone's probably a serviceable, nice enough player, but he can't take that role. So w- what worries me now is a week ago y- you had a really nice rotation possibility, and that's probably gone. And Phil, what you're saying might be exactly how the Vikings feel, which is these are like playoff games. Cook has to play. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's a fix here. I'm not saying, well, then, you know, just have Mike Boone play a ton. No, I don't think that works. 
It's just that don't sleep on the fact that you now have lost a backup running back who, let's say, Cook is 1A clearly, and then Madison was 1B, and Boone's probably like 3 or 4. I don't think there's a fix. It's just a big deal to me. Yeah. The Alex Madison discussion is a really interesting one long-term, too. There was a day, I think you were out. You might have been in New York, and Rami and I opened the discussion about a Dalvin Cook contract extension or no. I love this conversation. And so Dalvin Cook is definitely one of the three or four best running backs in the NFL when he's healthy. Yep. He's going to wind up flirting with the league lead and total yards from scrimmage. He's going to be in that mix. He's 24, but there's some injury things, obviously. Alex Madison right now, I've got a list of NFL running backs pulled up right now, just sort of like the top yardage guys. So I don't have, there might be some guys who've missed some time and I'm, and they're too low on the list. Like Le'Veon Bell, well, he's 27 now. So I would actually take Alex Madison the next well, two years over Le'Veon Bell. And don't forget too, the Steelers told Bell, sorry, we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So here's my I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get past Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, uh, Zeke Elliott. I'm gonna get to more like like the the seventh ranked rusher and lower. And you tell me over the next three years, is the guy I'm gonna mention definitively better than Alex Madison? Okay, Josh Jacobs with Oakland. He's got a thousand yards rushing this year. I love that dude. Have you watched him? He's a good player. Have you watched him run the football? Like yeah. he's a good player. You watch an entire game of Josh Jacobs running the football. He's dude, also twenty one years old. Dude's a violent runner. He a lot like Dalvin Cook. He makes first of all, he finish off finishes off his runs strong. He's not gonna go down or run out of bounds against anybody. And he can do some things with that football when he has it. He punishes defenders. Definitively though, that's keyword to me. Yeah. He's also getting a lot like that guy's been given the ball two hundred plus times. <laughs> yeah, so you're wearing op- terror. Opportunity. But even like take wear and tear off, like so much of this is opportunity, too. There's guys that, like, because the next guy on the list is Chris Carson for Seattle, okay? He's good, but. But again, not definitively, definitively better, better than Alex Madison? No. no. Uh, my, my point here is Alex Madison might actually be a top 10 running back in the NFL. Can I go back to, to, to your, your guys' point, though, from if the conversation went like I think it probably did while I was gone? <laughs> all right. First of all, the Vikings are going to play a guy with the Chargers who held out, right? Melvin Gordon. And Zeke did too. And look at where those teams are now. And those guys are really good players. Don't get me wrong. But if Dalvin Cook calls you calls the Vikings in July and says, I'm not coming to camp unless I get a contract extension and it's going to be huge. And we're talking about Cousins coming up. We're talking about a defense that we know has to be retooled, right? Mm-hmm. And you're the Vikings. And again, I'm not. Dalvin Cook is a nightmare matchup, but he he's pl- amazing. But he plays a position at which I have to think long and hard. You're also paying. You're paying twenty eight, thirty million dollars to wide receivers. Like it's exactly. And let's assume that. And let's assume that I am. I've decided I'm going to try and pay Kirk again. And I have Madison as his backup, who's proven he's pretty doggone good himself. Am I, without a shadow of a doubt, telling Dalvin Cook's people? We will work this out for sure. Long-term, multi-million-dollar deal. To me, the answer is no. To me, the answer is incredibly difficult. But I'm I can't. I'm sorry. I can't pay you when I know that right now I have a backup to you who I think is pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's, it's a tough one. It's a major luxury to have right now if you're the Vikings. But 
Alex Madison will not be playing on Sunday. Yeah, so I just think that's a big deal. And I think, and I think the fact that you do have Dalvin Cook and he's on the field and you got three mostly must-win games, you should throttle down on him. But six five one six four six eight two five five are the phone lines, and we will get to write that down predictions at five o'clock. The batting average title will be decided in the next three weeks, gentlemen. Three weeks, Rami. This I is think, clutch time, man. I think this I is your only, first. Year. I only have two more weeks to make my picks. I'm off the final week of December. Yeah, we might. Well, I think I think we'll probably get you on the phone just oh, okay. to make sure that you All don't right. go. You don't. Uh, you don't like <laughs> ask out of the lineup with a 400 batting average, average on the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted Williams played man played a double header, man. That you played a double header. He was at. He was. He was. If 400 I'm, going into the, those games, right? If yeah, I'm in 41, and yeah. he played. If I'm in the six. lead, I might be in a bad sell spot when you guys call me that <laughs> week. That would be the first time that we ever okay. took the if, championship. If Rami point. comes up with bad cell phone reception the yeah. last week of Write That Down, it's an automatic out. Oh, that's not fair. I'm sure you, you know what we do? That is not fair. Innings limit. Okay. He won't have reached it. Okay. Yeah, not qualified. Yep. So Matthew Collar is in Los Angeles. You can find all kinds of Purple Daily from Los Angeles on the Purple Daily podcast feed these last couple days. But uh, I've got a hot take police question for you, Matthew. Be honest with this, okay? Are you ready for it? I'm ready to go. (laughs) Is it a hot take to say that when healthy, Alex Madison is a fringe top 10 running back in the NFL? If given the volume of of usage that some of the other guys like Marlon Mack has been given 200 carries. Joe Mixon has been given 200 carries. If you gave if you gave Alex Madison volume of usage and carries that he'd be a fringe top 10 running back. Is that a hot take? Yeah, I would say yes and no. Um if you're basing it just off of his yards per carry, there is some asterisks that go along with that. And and the first is that since Delvin Cook is wearing the other team down for most of the game and then you bring in the change of pace guy, you find a lot of change of pace running backs who average more yards per carry than the starting guy who gets all the, the workload, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the backup is actually better than the starter. But I will say that Alexander Madison is really good. I mean, he uh, has really impressive burst. He breaks tackles like crazy. His yards after contact are really impressive, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, they, they knew what they were doing when they traded down and traded down and traded down in the third round to take a running back because they got a guy who's, who's very good. I, I wouldn't say fringe top 10 until I actually saw him get that type of workload, and we might not uh, anytime soon with Dalvin Cook obviously being the starter. But are they missing something this week with him being out? Absolutely they are, because it's just not the same to have someone like Mike Boone, who's more of a quick guy, than, than it is to, to be able to slam into linebackers and, and run them over late in the game when the linebackers are fatigued after chasing around Delvin Cook all day. I think that has been sort of one of those low-key things that we haven't talked about too much, but Alexander Madison has brought value to this offense. Have they indicated at all what Dalvin Cook's role will be? We've seen a reduced role for him because of the injury that he's struggling with over the last two or three weeks. Does he go back to being a workhorse this week, or do they have other options back there? Well, I think that the circumstance really helped him out there against Detroit. I mean, Detroit, even though it was a 20-7 to game, it could have been 45-7. to I mean, they had no chance of coming back in that game. So the Vikings were able to just say, all right, Dalvin Cook, that's enough for you. Let's have Madison... Uh, just run the clock out here. But against the Chargers, I have a feeling that 
this game is going to be a, a lot closer. I mean, this is a, a very talented Chargers team that if you only go on their point differential, uh, they should be something like seven, uh, seven win or eight win team at this point. Plus, they've gotten healthier as the season has gone along. And so they get someone like Derwin James back, who is basically the Harrison Smith of the Chargers. And that, that says to me that Delvin Cook is going to have to take on the entire workload here. Uh, Amir Abdullah could come in on some third downs. Mike Boone, I mean, I would trust him every once in a while, but not in the type of role that Madison had carved out for himself. So this is a week where that clavicle is really going to be tested for Delvin Cook. And I know that Delvin has said that he knows how to fall down on it, but I just have a lot of trouble believing that. So that that's one of the storylines going in is, is can he handle the pounding that he's going to have to take in order for the Vikings to beat the Chargers? Is he still watching Navy SEAL tuck and roll videos? Was that part of his preparation I, I, this week? Man, I mean, that's, that, it's, that's funny, but I just, I'm sure he's done that. I just can't buy it. I mean, if you guys were watching the time that they played against Seattle when Jadavion Clowney threw Irv Smith aside and then blasted Delvin Cook, I don't think he could control the way he fell when that <laughs> happened. And this, and he flew about seven feet. And, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, the Chargers have a few of those guys, too, and I certainly know that the Packers and Bears do down the stretch. So it's basically, it sounds like it's one of those can you handle the amount of pain that's going to go along with this? And Delvin is a guy who's played through injuries before, but um, it's something to watch. Every time he goes down, I think there's going to be a lot of wincing and hoping and praying that he gets up. Famous last words. I knew exactly how to fall, Coach. Unfortunately, now my collarbone's broken. <laughs> uh, so, Collar, I've been spending all week concerned about this game, and we've talked about this a lot. And, and I've been trying to crystallize it, and it finally came to me as we talked about it on a Score North Live today. Because the, the word that I hate, and the thing I don't think this game is at all, is a trap game. Because to me, trap insinuates that you don't think about the opponent, you show up, you get beat, oh my gosh, we should have thought about said team, okay? But here's the crystallization to me of, of what concerns me, and I tweeted this out and a bunch of fans agreed. This is a Vikings stew game. It's the Vikings stew for a loss. It's the ingredients, all right? West Coast game, three, whatever, ten kickoff here. It's on grass. It's a veteran QB who, who now is old and throws sidearm, and it's slop, and you're thinking to yourself, is this guy still good? It's the stew that you you add ingredient here. It's a little Joey Bosa dash of him to all put into the big cauldron and stirred around. It's not a trap game because the Vikings are going to go in trying hard and I think recognizing the Chargers aren't that bad. But how many times have we seen these weird games, as we've discussed, and the Vikings put all these ingredients together and you get this weird defeat? That, that's what worries me. Uh, and, and should, and I look at this game, if the Vikings come out of this with a decided win, I, I would be more impressed than a lot of their other wins this year, including the Dallas game that right after we gave them a ton of credit for, but in hindsight, you kind of go, eh, that team might be kind of quitting on its coach, and, and they were sort of in the middle of that process um, when they played the Vikings, and then, you know, the Philadelphia win, it really doesn't look that great after what we've seen from Philly. I mean, this team is stronger in my mind than most of the teams that the Vikings have beaten, if not all of them. This might be their best win, considering that it is going on the road. It is on grass, and, and you call it a stew, but I would say that they have the sort of a couple of the kryptonite not only for you know the defense with Phillip Rivers and with Keenan Allen, who's a really, truly excellent receiver, and they also have some deep guys and, and a quarterback who's willing to throw to them. But any time the opposing team has one of those top three, four, five edge rushers in the league, 
you get a little nervous because the Buffalo game, we sort of learned about this uh, last year where one guy can ruin an entire game. Um, the, the Vikings were a better team than Buffalo then, but Jerry Hughes was better than Riley Reef that day. And, you know, the fact that they have Joey Bosa, who likely will go up against the Brian O'Neill lot, but they move him around too. And Melvin Ingram is really quick coming off the edge. That might be tough for Riley Reef. Like, if you can get to Cousins, it doesn't matter if Adam Thielen is coming back. It doesn't matter if Kevin Stefanski is doing his job and Gary Kubiak has helped him draw up something brilliant or Delvin Cook's running. Because if you get strip-sacked a couple times, you know that's going to change the entire face of the game. And the Chargers have one of the best offenses in the league in terms of yards per play. So if you give them any breaks, they're going to make plays. And I think that that's, that is the thing that we're still really looking at for this Vikings team is when the opposing team is dominating your offensive line, can you still find a way to win? So far, all of their losses, that's exactly what's happened. We could point to one player. You know, it was Darius Smith and Kenny Clark in, in Green Bay. It was Chris Jones when they played against Kansas City. And, you know, this is a team that's bringing in Joey Bosa, and that, that to me would be very, very concerning. And I would also be pretty impressed if they can come away with a decided win here. Uh, Matthew Collar is out in Los Angeles. He'll be covering Vikings Chargers on Sunday. You can find all kinds of stuff from Los Angeles on the Purple Daily feed, anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app from these last couple days. Last thing for you, Every bit as important as the Vikings winning this game on Sunday. To me, if they want to go deep in the playoffs and they've got Super Bowl aspirations, you got to play a home playoff game. I just don't see them beating. I, I can see them winning a road playoff game. I don't see them winning multiple road playoff games. So every bit as important as them winning on Sunday is the Bears beating the Packers on Sunday. Because if the Packers beat the Bears, you're basically banking on them losing to the Lions in Week 17 against a third-string quarterback. And I don't see that happening either. So um, your thoughts on Chicago Green Bay in, in the noon slot on Sunday, Matthew? Well, after looking at a little bit of Green Bay versus Washington, uh, Wolf, I mean, was not impressed with Green Bay at all. I don't think uh, overall Aaron Rodgers in the second half of the season has played very well, and their defense has started to slip too. Um, but, you know, they do have a, a fairly easy schedule here down the stretch. And they have gotten a couple of impressive wins overall this season, including, I guess you would call it an impressive win at Lambeau over the Vikings, um, even though, you know, Kirk Cousins gave that one away. Uh, but I, I see the Vikings as a much better team than Green Bay uh, in, a, in a lot of different areas. It's just that things have kind of worked out this way to put the Vikings behind. And what's fascinating about the Vikings situation is they could easily, I think, see Chicago win this game with Mitch Trubisky playing better and that Chicago defense good. They could win that. They could see that result and they could end up at the top of the NFC North with a win on Monday Night Football on December 23rd. Or it could go the exact opposite way, and they could have a bad day in Los Angeles, and we could be talking about the Rams beating Dallas and all of a sudden being outside of the playoffs. All this can change just in one day. So the end of the season is just going to be super wild. But I do think that this is the one game where Green Bay is definitely vulnerable, and the door becomes open if the Vikings take care of business for them to win the division and get that home playoff game. And I agree with your assessment that, it's going to be very hard for this team to go anywhere if they don't get a home playoff. Collar, today on Score North Live, we got a call from a young man by the name of Ali who said, like the guys from uh, Blues Brothers, he was on a, quote, mission from God to meet Matthew Collar. He's a Minnesota transplant who's living in Los Angeles right now. I asked him, do you have a Twitter account? It'd be easier to set this thing up if you had a Twitter account. He said no. Danny tweeted out what I just told you. 
And then this young man, Ali, responded to Danny's tweet and said, that guy from L.A. is me. I just joined Twitter so I can figure out a way to complete my wow. mission to meet Matthew Collar. Will you be meeting Ali this weekend, Matthew Collar? Nope. I want to be coming back to Minnesota. So the answer is not a chance. No way. Sorry, Ali. That's too creepy for me, bud. <laughs> This is how this is how Dateline NBC episodes start. He created a Twitter account just to meet you. But please continue to listen on our free app. Yeah, we appreciate it, Ali. All right, Matthew, we'll uh, we'll catch you Sunday on uh, on Purple Daily Feed. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Matthew Collar, that's cold blooded. That's cold blooded. Okay, the, if you ranked everyone on staff, Ali is a nice young man. He's if, called in to score North Live a couple of times. That's, that's good. Yeah. But if you ranked everyone on staff based on how likely to least likely they would be to meet up with a random stranger in a different state, <laughs> when you put Judd it like and that. Matthew would be at the top of the least likely list for sure. When you put Judd, it like that, is that fair yes. to say? Depends. <laughs> Probably. Are they giving him a beer? Yeah, if they're buying me something, I'm like, right, they're buying him a beer. Collar is atop the list. There's sure. no way Collar will do it. Uh, Rami and I are most likely to say yes and then get murdered and stuffed into the back of a <laughs> Uber driver. Ali probably pump. just wants to talk X's and O's, man. So yeah, this guy wants to talk X's and O's with Collar. Trunk. It's how Dayline NBC episodes start. I don't yeah. know, man. And that's the thing about Pam. <laughs> Keith Morrison here for Dateline NBC. <laughs> Well, he was a good young boy, that Matthew Collar, writing about football. We'd be talking sports no more. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you thought the reckless speculation season was over because the winter meetings came to a close yesterday, but there's another name, a, a, a pitching name, a top pitching name that we didn't talk about all week. And we have to talk about him because he's now available, according to reports. Mackie and Jeb with Rami with Write That Down predictions coming up in about 30 minutes as well. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here. Federated's been helping local and also uh, around the country business owners for over 100 years. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, you get that Minnesota heritage. You get over a century of experience in them standing behind business owners. And uh, you get... A website that tells you at federatedinsurance.com all the different industries that they protect, like auto services, cabinet and custom woodworking companies, retailers, wholesalers, contractors, dealerships, uh, machine plastics, and tooling. So if your business falls under one of those categories, you might want to have your antenna up here for a, a great company and some great people. Federated Insurance. It's all about peace of mind as a business owner. When something bad happens to the company that you built you want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get back on with running the actual business. Federatedinsurance.com to find your federated marketing representative. Federated, it's their business to protect yours. Jonathan here with the Score North download for this hour. Destination Winter St. Paul featuring the Wells Fargo Winter Skate. And the Securian Financial Super Slide is open now through February 22nd at CHS Field in St. Paul. The Wells Fargo Winter Skate opens daily at 11 a.m. And the Securian Financial Super Slide is open Thursday through Sunday. For more information, visit scorenorth.com keyword winter. Kirk Cousins talked earlier this week about what it'll be like to incorporate Thielen back into the offense because, as was noted earlier today in one of the other Score North Donald's Adam Thielen is not listed on the game status report, meaning he should be full go to return for the first time in four weeks to game action. Here's what Kirk Cousins said about incorporating Adam Thielen back into the offense. 
I think the big difference would just be personnel groupings. You know, you're going to, at times where we had C.J. Ham or a tight end in the game, now you bring Adam in, you're going to have to take one of them out. That's where the difference will be felt or seen is just the personnel grouping. But as far as um, the plays or the plan or the way you attack, I, I don't think it'll be too different. It just gives you probably a little bit more versatility so that defenses aren't able to say the ball's probably going to this person or this direction on this route. With with more players, you know, with Adam coming back, they have to defend probably more and keep uh, stay honest more. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Reckless speculation. You want reckless speculation? You know this thing will happen. How about reckless trade speculation? Gentlemen, what if I told you, what if I told you, sounds like a 30 for 30 episode here, that uh, available right now via trade and the team that would be trading him is willing to pick up some of the money. Mm-hmm. As a former Cy Young Award winner, mm-hmm. a five-time All-Star, mm-hmm. a World Series winner, mm-hmm. a former 20-game winner, Mm-hmm. A guy who has a career 3.31 earned run average and averages a strikeout per inning. That and sounds is, pretty good. And is available to be had at age 33, so definitely not at his peak anymore. David Price. I'm listening. David Price is available for trade. The Red Sox are trying to shed salary. I'd inquire. I would look into it. 32 million, 32 million, 32 million are his next three years left in this contract. It's funny because like this but, is the, this is the type of contract that you'd be signing Madison Bumgarner to, maybe a little bit less money, but, and then you'd be worried about these same years that the Red Sox are. The Red Sox reportedly would be willing to pay down some of that contract to about twenty yep. million for whoever trades for him. So you'd be getting him for twenty million dollars a year, right? And obviously, the more you throw in in terms of prospects, the more money. That's what you have to figure out. Would you rather eat the money? I'd rather just eat most of the money and keep the prospects. I don't think you'd have to give up a Royce Lewis or an Alex Kirloff for this because I think they just want to get out from under. It's been very tumultuous with David Price over the years. He hasn't handled it well. No, and he's probably, like, he was in Tampa for a long time. He's probably better suited for more of a middle-sized market, right, where they're just they're he not was what, digging on your personal life. Kansas City, Tampa, Detroit, is that right, before Boston? Uh, David Price? Yeah. He was, was it Oakland for a minute, too? Let me pull this up. I thought it was quick. Kansas City for a minute. It was uh, Toronto. Okay. Oh, Toronto, right. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit for like a year and then Toronto for half oh, a year. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. He was incredible with Toronto for a little while. Yes, he was. And then they lost in the postseason. I'm interested in this. After you've exhausted Madison Baumgartner, right. Hyunjin Ryu, right. probably even after you exhaust Dallas Keuchel, like I'd rather just spend money on Dallas Keuchel, who's younger, not give up prospects. You're going to pay way less for Dallas Keuchel. So only after you've exhausted these other options would I go for David Price, but I would be interested. This strikes me at his age and workload and where things have landed for him in the last few years as going to a garage sale and it's the Saturday and the sale started on Thursday and you are now like, well, I mean, we'll just take that. That's good enough. I am. I not really. Now, I I don't want to pay. I'm going to have to pay him too much and I don't think I'm going to get nearly enough. There's so many things that I would probably inquire about or do first. This just feels like going to the, well, it used to be good, Ben. And I don't like that, Ben. It wasn't that long ago, not in the role that you're signing him for, but I don't know if you guys remember, in 2018, they brought David Price out of the bullpen for the World Series, and dude was just mowing down Dodgers left and right. Like, he was flat-out dominant out of the bullpen for the Red Sox in that World Series run. I don't know if you can get that consistently out of him as a starter. Probably not. Yeah. But that tells me that there is there is dominant stuff still left in David Price. 
You just have to figure out how to get it out of him somewhat consistently. Yeah, if you got the 2018 version of David Price, where he had a three and a half ERA, bunch of strikeouts, uh, he made 30 starts, so he was fairly durable that season. There was definitely some ups and downs, and I think the downs were toward the end of the year, which is why he wound up pitching out of the bullpen. Is that correct? Did he? He was. He was sort of demoted from the starting rotation, I think, in the, in the in post-season? That postseason. Yeah, yes. Didn't he have so, some injury issues at that point as well? That yeah. they felt the workload, he couldn't take it, and he's pitched a lot too. Yep. So interesting. Also, Josh Donaldson is still linked to the Twins here. Our uh, Lavelli Neal here from the Star Tribune, uh, he says the Twins have continued to show interest in Josh Donaldson's services. With Anthony Rendon now wearing Angels red, Minnesota will face some stiff competition for the best third baseman remaining on the market as the Rangers and Nationals are also among the clubs who are reportedly set to redirect their efforts towards signing Donaldson. Although I saw a report last night that the Rangers are balking at the number of years that Josh Donaldson wants contractually. Uh, he's like 32 are or Are the Rangers that close to? Not really. It doesn't feel like they are. But Josh Donaldson might also just like Be a take the most money and yeah. worry about hitting his own bombs, too. But uh, let's go to the phone lines here, Rami. 651-646-8255. It's our buddy Ali who called it to score North Live today and said it was a mission from God to meet Matthew Collar. Ali, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, you guys? Pleasure to be on the show. I've had so much fun listening to you guys talking about me. This is great. But uh, I'm, I'm disappointed that Matthew won't meet me. I'm not a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tie him up or nothing like that. I just wanted to talk like shows to say I, you know, I appreciated this show. I wasn't going to hurt him. You know, every okay, all right. I wasn't gonna hurt him. Every uh, every Dateline NBC episode starts with the perpetrator saying to the victim, "I wasn't gonna no, kill you or tie you call, up or hurt this you." This call is perfect because it can play at the start of the show. And then, and then the host got a funny call. Ali, I believe you. He just you, wanted to talk about football with if, Matthew. If I was if I was in LA, I'd get together for a beer, man. I believe that you're not a murderer and you wouldn't tie me up or try to hurt me I'm, i believe you i think you're I, th- I believe you're a fine upstanding young man thank you rami i appreciate that and uh, for matthew collar i know i know how he likes dr pepper i had two cases of dr pepper i was going to give to him oh well not so, wait is it diet yeah, it's going to be diet, it's gotta dr. Be diet pepper. dr pepper yeah, diet dr pepper you guys are right diet dr pepper you should <laughs> you should tweet him tweet him say i have two cases of diet dr pepper if you'll meet me in a dark alley well, you know, Alex Boone said, you know, you should never meet your heroes, so maybe it's best. Maybe it's best. <laughs> you know, Ali, that's the smartest that's thing you said all day long. There's no question you'd be disappointed. He'd take your two cases of Dr. Pepper and he'd leave. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys, man. I appreciate it. I'll be at the game. Skull Vikings. Let's win. Right on, man. Thank all you, right. Ali. Calling, and dude. stay active on Twitter, dude. It's a fun place. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> You're right, though. Collar would take his Diet Dr. Pepper and peace out. He'd be like, like oh, thanks, buddy. Yes. <laughs> thanks, Ali. See you later. So, uh, you like football? Cool, man. All right. All right, thanks. Thanks for the Dr. Pepper, Ali. Okay, we once did, we, uh, we, we did a segment a few years ago with our old producer, Dave Harrigan, and I can't remember how this popped up. It was like in one of our segments. And, and we found out, I knew that Judd and Dave were, not the most like social animals go out, but they admitted on the show that they've actively avoided people that they know inside grocery stores. Like if you see someone you know, oh, I've not, done that. Oh, really? not just yes. not just grocery stores. Yes, targets, <laughs> department stores. I've definitely done that for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. You duck behind somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's actually bring this uh, conversation to our buddy Jason Fitz, who on, uh, is it January 20th? Tell the audience, on is January 20th your new show on ESPN Radio, correct? Yeah, January 20th is the launch of First Take, Your Take with Jason Fitz. That's me. Uh, and what we're going to do is just a little bit of a different concept, and I'm really excited for it. We're going to take some of the biggest moments from First Take throughout the day. We're going to take... Take those moments. We're going to play a little bit of what Stephen A. Max, uh, Stephen A. and Max yelled about, and we're going to move that conversation forward. So we'll play some of those highlights, but then I'll react to it. I'll get some callers' thoughts. We'll get the debate going with them. We'll get experts chiming in on it. Plus, at the same time, we'll break down the biggest news from around the world of sports like we always do. So it's a little bit of a hybrid of what people have seen before with Stephen A. and what he already does with the Stephen A. Smith show, carrying the first take uh, conversation forward. But on top of that, we get my spin, and uh, we're going to do it with a lot of pace and a lot of energy. So I think it's going to be really fun. It's really exciting. It'll be 1 to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, simulcast on ESPN News. So uh, really excited to be part of something like First Take that means so much to CNA and, frankly, means so much to ESPN. And they're letting me take the, the reins. Heck, they even put my name on it. So what do you know? It's, a, it's an exciting time. Beautiful. It's well-deserved. We love having you on, and we know you're going to crush it. Thanks, but we have an important Thanks. question for you. When you're in a grocery store and you see someone that you know, do you engage or do you avoid them? Uh, you do the upward nod and then you keep walking, okay? Because I'm not at the grocery store to, like, sit down and chit-chat with you. <laughs> and we both know that, like, I'm probably, like, I'm, I'm there to grab exactly. Like, I'm a patterned grocery store shopper. So, like, the most intimidating thing when I moved to Connecticut from Nashville was trying to figure out what grocery, because I'm used to Kroger. Like, so Nashville has Kroger. I know where everything is. I move up to Connecticut. I'm like, where's the Kroger? Everybody says, what's a Kroger? So now i got to figure out how to deal with the new grocery store system. And I'm like, where do I get my 10 for 10 sour creams? I don't know. So, you know, once I, like, it took me a long time. I had to learn the grocery store. Once I know the grocery store, I'm up and down the aisles with pattern, with habit. I'm buying the same things every week. Like, I don't need, like, I don't need distractions. So we'll do the upward nod, and then I'm going to keep going because I need the Cholula and the Frank's Red Hot, and I don't want to accidentally grab the Tabasco. Fitzy, you sound like my type of dude. When I make my shopping list, I make it in the order that I walk through the grocery store. And if I have my girlfriend with me, and if we're on top of our game, we have like a ladder system What? where one of us is always working ahead of the other one to get the next thing on the list just to get in and out quicker than, than, than we could possibly get in and out. Wow, that it's, is... Can I tell you the level of respect and love that I feel right now? Like, I'm getting a little choked up talking about it, and I'm I'm really envious. I don't know how you do that because like I go when I come home to Nashville, my wife will be like, "Let's go to the store together," and then she'll be like, "Oh, let's go down this aisle." And I, my my constant my constant response is, "For what?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't know. We'll just see what's here." And it's like we've been to this grocery store for the last 10 years. I know what's down this side. We don't need any of these things. Let's keep going. So I don't know how you managed it. The hitch, the hitch that we run into almost every time, I have to make sure I keep her out of the international foods aisle. She will get lost in that international foods aisle, and then it's just me and the list, man. I have no help. I have no help whatsoever. <laughs> oh, and the first of the year when everybody's changing their eating habits for like that three weeks where they're going to pretend they're healthy, and now they're reading every single label as they go. Oh, <laughs> now Lord. you're slowing me down. You're taking about like at least have a little common courtesy when you read the label. Grab it and move yourself so uncomfortably close to the aisle that you're not my way. That's all I'm asking. I shop alone, and here's why: because <laughs> my wife, God bless her, comparison shops. And honestly, Fitzy, she'll look at like ketchups and be like, oh, get this ketchup. And I'm like, just throw one in. The key to me, a good shopping trip, is a list. A basket 
and and a free hand that you can literally swipe the goods in into your basket and never even pick them up because. And anyone that comparison shops, it kills is me. It like price comparison shopping yeah. or ingredient comparison? Uh, it might shopping. be both. Don't care. Don't have time for it. I shop <laughs> alone. I shop alone. And here's the other key. And this is in, in near where I live, the grocery store. This was my biggest disappointment. It switched from a rainbow to a cub about four years back, Fitz. The music in the rainbow was 1970s like classic rock oh, yeah. it was great i could i could shop and sing a little bob seeger while you're going for the uh the four bottles of ketchup exactly yeah, that's great and i could shop See, and I'm sing the whole that. time like the, i'm i'm in for that there's a grocery store in connecticut that i like a lot that does like 50 doo-wops so the whole time i'm like you know what i'm in a better mood like i, I can't you can't listen to the platters and suddenly be mad <laughs> while you're getting platters of food i mean that just doesn't it doesn't happen so i'm 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 I'll enter that. Now I'll throw another wrench. You know, we're not going to talk about any sport at this point, but I'll throw another wrench at you. <laughs> How about this? In Connecticut, they now charge you for the bags that you want to I've bag your this. groceries at the end. So it's 10 cents a bag. So me being a particularly frugal person, now I get up to the front and they're like, how many bags do you want? And I'm looking over it. I'm like, Three. It doesn't matter how many groceries I have. I want three. I will spend thirty cents on bags, and, that's it. and of course, like everybody else, I went and I got reusable bags. I'm like, this is great. I'll keep those, and they just sit in my house every time I go to the grocery you store. Forget them every forget time. Them every, yep. Everything is so now I'm mad when I'm at the grocery store because I forgot the bags. I don't have them, and I'm going to have to spend thirty cents. Boy. We, this needs to be a podcast. It's been a breakdown of shopping yeah, like is, no uh, uh, no other sports. Hey, grocery shopping is important. It's okay? gonna be this type of breakdown. I would say, uh, you know, my uh, my issue is like when we go to Target or something. You know, you do a Target run and done right, <laughs> yeah. and I only need like three things. I need like toothpaste and uh, I don't know. It's like some Pepto Bismol when I eat spicy foods, right? And like the fiance and that weird green juice you drink. Exactly. What is that? I order that online. What is that? Athletic Greens? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll explain it to you that sometime. Disgusting. It's great. Disgusting. It looks worse, <laughs> Jason. But what happens is like just looks bad. I finish my we'll break you know, we'll we'll split up I'll I'll get my stuff and then and I might you know I might finish five or ten minutes early and then I'll just follow her around and she every time she says why are you following me <laughs> like I because I'm done I, I, I don't I don't yeah. know right, so I'll just go I, pretend I, to look I, at I shirts left to do. Yeah, I've, I've I've finished my obligations here and let's just be honest like Target. Especially when you get married, like Target becomes almost as scary as Home Depot. Not because you're scared of, of the store, but you're scared of what it's going to do to your bank account when you walk into the store. Like, there should just be a whole, like, when I walk into Target, slap me in the face and take $100 from me. Like, that's where we start today. Because then anything, anything after that is like, all right, I've already been disrespected. I know where this thing's going to go. Like, that's what, and with Home Depot, it's like, slap me in the face, take 250 Like, that's just where it starts. <laughs> Uh, that's Jason Fitz, everybody. That's our weekly football discussion. And, uh, it's been a good, well, well, Home Depot, you spend that much there? I, well, it's, here's the thing. Like, oh. I'm like that person that goes to the mechanic that doesn't know anything. Yeah. So I only go to Home Depot when everything's falling apart. And then it's like, hey, by the way, I just need these 84 items, but I've been scared <laughs> to come in here for the last two years. So if you could give me these 84 things. And then the, immediately they're like, I mean, they'll come in, they're like, I still can't decide whether it's called a drill or a screwdriver. That's how little I know about any of these things. And I'm like, I just, this is the one thing in my life. And I am very, I am very frugal and not fancy at all. But like, if I could do any one thing, it would be hire somebody to go shop at Home Depot for me so I can avoid the embarrassment of admitting that I don't know which drill bit goes to which thingy bomber. And I have no idea. Amazing. Amazing. So this article from 538.com, we talked about this with our guy, Sage Rosenfels on yesterday's show. Kirk Cousins is putting together an under-the-radar elite season, and they go through seven different categories and where he ranks. 
He's fourth in completion percentage. He's fifth in touchdown rate. He's third in interception rate. He's third in, in yards per attempt, second in passer rating, fifth in uh, another metric that I can't pronounce. How? What, what's the word you would dis- use to describe Kirk Cousins' season this year? Uh, probably under under respected, uh, because here's what we love to do with Kirk. Uh, again, we talked about this before. When you all we want to do is talk about three years, eighty four million bucks. So anytime he has a bad game, boy, that is just the end of the world. You know, if he has a bad game. Suddenly, it's just how. Why did they ever pay him? He's hot garbage. And the fact is, he had a few of those early in the year that had everybody scratching their heads. So it's hard to give the benefit of the doubt. But then he's turned around and he's played incredibly efficiently. Maybe that's the right word to use: is efficient. Like Kirk Cousins is, at this point is efficient. Now, does that mean you trust him in big game moments? No, because he still has the the resume that he has. But there's also a little bit of a you know in a in a yap world, we want to put a yap butt after every good team. I don't really know that there's that many butts left for Kirk Cousins as a performer right now. It's just that we only like to talk about the negative with him because the perception is he got paid at the wrong time. Same thing with Jimmy G because people didn't think he had earned the money he got. Now we just want to, like, we're going to feed this narrative that Jimmy G still hasn't done anything to earn his contract. And it's like, well, yeah, he did. He just went out and, and beat Drew Brees in a shootout. So when did he get respect? That's, there's a, a different level of that, but that's where Kirk Cousins is right now. Chargers Vikings, who who do you got on Sunday, Jason? Vikings huge, and 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 I mean like Vikings big. I, I, look, I, I thought the Vikings would win big last week. I thought that obviously didn't happen, but you know, I, when you look at this Chargers team, they are falling apart at the seams. Uh, I, I think Chargers, the Chargers are trying to figure out not only what they've got in the future at quarterbacks. We keep talking about that. But you've also got a head coach there that might be coaching for his job. So. I don't love anything about the Chargers. I don't love anything about them. They're able to run the ball a little bit, but the Vikings just top to bottom are more talented all the way across the board. They're going to kill them. I think you're right that they are more talented across the board and the better football team. What I, I've been looking ahead to this game on the schedule for a few weeks now, Jason, saying that it has the makings. I won't use trap game. I'll use the uh, term that my co-host Judd Zolgad uh, created earlier today on this very station. He said this has the recipe for Vikings loss, too. And what I mean by that is, no, they're not a good football team. They're not as good a football team as the Vikings. But what they do well, which is rush the passer, exploits what the Vikings don't do well. And what is their Achilles heel? And that's getting pressure on Kirk Cousins. He is a completely different quarterback when he has pressure on him, more so than most quarterbacks around the NFL. That doesn't scare you at all? No. Uh, you know, because ultimately, A, I don't think the Chargers can put up points on the Vikings, so that, that's part one of it. And, and the other part of it is that when you look at the Chargers over the last several weeks, they, at best, they look sort of manic. There are, they'll have a drive where they're actually able, capable, capable of playing defense and offense, and then they just disappear for the rest of the quarter. So there's no consistency in what they do. So, you know, I, this game isn't going to come down to Kirk Cousins' hands. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to have to do much to win the football game. Yep. They're not going to be able to put a point. I mean, if, if the Chargers score more than more than 17, I'd be stunned. So all you have to do is get three touchdowns on him, and that's, that's doable. That's our friend Jason Fitz. You can find him on Twitter, just at Jason Fitz, and you can find his new show on ESPN Radio, noon to 2 central time on January 20th. First take, your take. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll see if your Vikings blowout prediction comes to fruition this Sunday, man. Enjoy your weekend. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much. That's, uh, that's Happy shopping, Jason. Jason. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You come for the football talk and stay for the seven-minute discussion about grocery store strategy. I love the fact that you team 
this up with a gal. Though, it's right? really great. I think that's fantastic. It's really great. Because the gal and I, not on the same not page. Not on the same page, huh? But how long does it take you to scout out the grocery store? Because you got to go to the same grocery store to implement the, the tactic. <laughs> It, right? just, it really it, they're they're all pretty what, similarly they they're all pretty similarly laid out. Robert, have, no, we just want to scout it out. You have produce <laughs> on one end, you have frozen foods on the other. You got meats up against a back wall. This is almost every single grocery store. You just have to figure out the aisles in between all that. And I I, I got a pretty good memory for it. If you're eating healthy, you're not even using the middle aisles, right? Right. Well, yeah. Are there debates sometimes <laughs> about? Well, I don't know if, if if you're not on the same page exactly. You do something she doesn't like, vice versa. No, there. I mean, there are just some times where we're not on our A game, and we'll just shop as traditional couples shop. One of us pushing the cart, the other walking alongside of it, wasting time. Gentlemen, I think we might have an early write that down prediction here on line one. Really, Dave in South Carolina, is this a uh, write that down pregame prediction here? It is, but you guys kind of got me into uh, all this other discussion, so I want to try to throw a couple things in there. First of all, Phil, I'm, I'm glad to talk with you. Um, you know, I love talking to Judd on the vent line, and those guys, but you're usually a little bit more positive. You know, I like Judd's objectivity, number one. Number two, I'm sure you're probably going and getting those uh, medicines after you've seen the Vikings game for the uh, – the acid reflux or whatever you were talking about. <clears throat> That's the problem yeah, for I me started, as well. Yeah, I started taking Zantac after the 98 <laughs> NFC Championship game. <laughs> I was 12. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and as far as collar, you know, meeting the guy or whatever, um, I got a little bit joked here. I was in the uh, game in 2009 in Charlotte, and uh, um, Judd and uh, Scoggins were in the hotel with the team. I never saw Judd. I probably would have bought him a beer. But I saw Scoggins, he and I said, hey, I said, hey, Chip, how you doing? And uh, if, if Chip would have been Matthew Collar, uh, he would have. It was a blow off. It was funny. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> wow, it was hilarious. And I know Chip's a good guy. I don't get me wrong. I'm just kidding. Around. I know he's from Tennessee and all that. So anyway, but the point I'm trying to make, I just want to get you guys to laugh a little bit. I like the fact that I told Jed earlier, you Collar, you just had right. Um, one of the guys in knows football. Uh, I sense this game is going to be a blowout. We're going to put 40 points up on the board. Um, we might give up a couple scores uh, late, um, but y'all were talking earlier about Madison being out. And, you know, don't forget, uh, Boone has been in the system an additional year. Uh, I know it's DeFilippo for a while, but, you know, it was Stefanski at the end of the year. And I think that um, he's going to play well. And I think the thing that's going to separate us down the stretch, I think, is we have more depth at every position. And I think that you'll see it on special teams with Booney being brought off of that a little bit more. You know, it's Chris Boyd or somebody will step in there. So my point is, the depth that we have is going to show these next few weeks. I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs, but I definitely agree with what you said, uh, Phil, and I told uh, Judd this. And I'll make it quick. we got to get a you know home playoff game, right? And if we can get to the division title in a three seed, uh, there's always a possibility. New Orleans is at the Colts this weekend, and they're also at uh, Tennessee following weekend on the road, which are a different team on the road. So don't discount that two seed as well, because my whole feeling is we play one game at home. We may go on the road, possibly, but we still have a chance of that third game being at home with, with Seattle or the 49ers being a five seed. So I don't think that what I'm saying is too crazy. I really think I'm trying to be objective here, and I think that this is going to be the game where you think, oh, same old Vikings, and I think this might be the game that says, okay, this is a different Vikings. Right on, Dave. Team moving forward. Thank you for uh, thank you for calling the show. We appreciate. I love when he calls Matt Line too. He's one of the we have a lot of coffee. I'll stay callers. Oh, he's a big part of the coffee club. Yeah, right on.
calls it almost every day. Nice. The uh, Ventline Coffee Club. He, John from Manhattan. Now, put a list of five or six. I'm going to take the first part of his prediction there as verbally binding because it's within we we opened up the write that down window there and he said the Vikings are going to hang 40 or more points on the Chargers. That's on the record. That's a prediction that he just made. Write it down. You like writing things down. On behalf of the listeners. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, three weeks left in the write that down batting average race here. Batting averages are tight. A lot of moving and shaking. We'll do the accountability session and we will make mostly incorrect predictions on the other side here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Score North, Score North app. Luther Brookdale Toyota is uh, one of our favorite sponsors here at Score North and on the show. And Toyotathon is the biggest sales event of the year. This is it. If you're looking, you know these commercials where, you know, like, I don't know, someone will wake up and they'll go outside on Christmas and there's like a bow on a car? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you, first of all? Absolutely not. Never happened to me either. But you can make that happen. If you've got the ability to make that happen financially, you get some great deals here. It'll help you financially, too, to get 0% financing for 60 months on a 2019 Highlander or uh, closeout prices on 2019 Tacomas and Forerunners. The bow, probably not that expensive. You could put a bow on top of one of those uh, 2020 RAV4s that have arrived on the lot, too. Get $1,000 bonus cash when financing I hope those the giant bows come pre-tied, though. That would be a pain in the ass exactly. to tie those, I hope man. that's not somebody trying to tie a, a giant bow to put on top of a car. I mean... I don't even know how you would you have to tie it on the top of the car? Would you tie it and then stick it up there? I don't even know. You Can can't you, wait, you can't tie a tie. I can't tie a tie. No, I need a YouTube video every time I have to wear a tie. Which isn't often. Looks like Jonathan could probably help you with that. Yeah, Jonathan's a today. dapper young man. We'll dive Thank into you. that. We'll dive into that before the show's over. Jonathan's been wearing a suit for like twelve hours. So weird. The so, Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Oh, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, by the way, is where you can find all these Toyota Thon specials. We'll make predictions and hold each other accountable next. Just have resting <laughs> fart face. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Yes. It's the most unique segment. In sports radio in America, it's write that down with an accountability session attached to it, where we don't just get away with making idiotic predictions and hot takes just float out into the ether like every other show in America. All these talking head shows on national networks. No, we uh, we keep track of each other's batting averages in this segment, and we have a tight batting average race with just three weeks to go. This is Rami's rookie season. This is Jonathan's rookie season. It's very exciting here. Are you nervous at all, Rami, down the stretch? I don't get nervous, man. This is the biggest spot you've ever been in in terms of predictions and sports radio. You've been doing this for a long time. I thrive in pressure situations. Okay. I don't get nervous. Do you make love to pressure I, like some people? I do. What? Sweet, sweet love. Yep. Yep. This just turned really uncomfortable. Thanks for that, guys. <laughs> another drop there for you. <laughs> and I had oh, nothing right to do with down. it. Yeah, for once. Nothing to do with it. So um, let's let's go through here because we've got we we also have a guest predictor listener Josh is going to make predictions here and uh, he's in studio with us so we're gonna we're not we're, we're we're stepping up the listener game here instead of just having listeners send their tweets in we actually have a listener in studio to make picks here in the final three weeks and we'll go around the room in just a second but let's start with the accountability session all right we'll start with me I'll hold myself accountable first I told you guys the Gophers would play in the Rose Bowl. Mm. That's not going to happen, at least not in 2020. 
not this coming uh, this coming year. Did you specify 2020? Or did you I just, did. Okay. No, right. I, I'll, I'll raise okay. my hand. <laughs> okay. I did say that. Uh, the listeners, another rough week. It's been a rough month and a half for the listeners. Zach Money said the Twins would trade for Chris Sale during the winter meetings. Joel D. said during the winter meetings, the Twins would be involved in a three-team trade. And Andy T. said Teddy Bridgewater would get the Saints to a 10-6 and record, and the Vikings would re-sign him in the offseason, thus ending the Kirk Cousins era. Well... Teddy Bridgewater. This is a rough week for you, dude. We played a few weeks. Well, Good this is Lord. The, no, this is the listeners here. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I thought uh, we were still I, on you. I, <laughs> My bad. No. I only got wrong. Uh, Judd, you said the Twins would trade Eddie Rosario at the winter meetings. <laughs> kind of judded yourself there because I think they might trade Eddie Rosario. It just isn't. I was going for the winter meetings. So. Okay. Yeah, no, I had some good advice for him. They didn't listen. <laughs> What write that down is for me. It's a it's a forum to give advice. I think that's how the segment actually started, like six years ago. It was like our advice to front offices. Oh yeah, like, write this down, and we're still right, <laughs> <laughs> even if we're wrong. Jonathan, you said the Vikings would beat the Lions by at least fourteen points. What was the final score of that game against? Mm. Twenty to seven. Ooh. I realized that as I was writing all these down this morning. It was just just missed one it. point. That Come on. Felt yeah. like they beat him by at least fourteen, but that little backdoor touchdown on the Lions late. That, that, that one it really you. did. Yeah, you're right. Close. Backdoor cover by Detroit. Uh, guest predictors: Ross Brendel said the Giants would make the playoffs in football in 2019. <laughs> in football, Oof, Ross. Have we drug tested Ross? <laughs> Probably should. I've known him for 14 years, and that wouldn't really surprise me. Uh, Chris Long said the Gophers Rose Bowl drought would end this year, that they would play in the Rose Bowl. That's not going to happen. And Manny said the Gophers would play in the Outback Bowl, but against Tennessee. <laughs> oh, Manny. Oh, Manny. Stop that. Manny. Oof. Yeah. That was good and bad. That's too cute. And then the forced home run segment really got Manny. He said the Gophers would beat Oregon by two touchdowns in the Rose Bowl. And the Twins will sign Garrett Cole. That's right. Don't Nobody for home runs, Jonathan. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> yeah, leave him alone. It's, it's a home, 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 home run, run segment. I had to. I had to predict. Ronnie hated it. He got all mad. Almost walked Garrett out. Cole. Very pouting idea. <laughs> no, it's a great. The stupid idea meant to meant to sabotage That's me. Fine. That's fine. And gentlemen. Yeah, it was just meant to sabotage you. Mackie and I are, are the forefathers of this segment, and you just called it stupid. <laughs> Karma. Yep. Karma, Ronnie. Yep. Karma. Uh, those are the only predictions that came off the board, meaning that zero correct predictions came off the board. Wow. Wow. Three weeks before. Great week. Look at us charging into the new year. <laughs> yeah, but more importantly, I don't think the people near the top lost that much ground then. Well, uh, he, here's the shuffling in the standings. We have a new batting average leader because nothing came off the board for one of us. Rami has backed his way into a 296 batting <laughs> Look average. Look at me. Leading Look at me. Judd. Oh. I'm sorry. Actually, uh, I'm in second, tied with the listeners, just one point behind Rami yeah, see, at 295. Is, you're leading at the wrong time, Ooh. son. Oh. Judd, you're at 291. There's no wrong Lurking. time to win, Judd. No wrong time you to know win. What I'm in, okay, I got a new thing. Manny is batting 262. Man. Jonathan's batting 246. And the guest predictors are batting 216. The slugging percentage race, I am leading that 667. Mackie, uh, 632 slugging percentage for the listeners. 
Nobody else above 600. Uh, Judd, you're third place in slugging percentage with a 574 percentage. Jonathan, 561. He is the Adam Dunn of Write That Down. <laughs> Let's see, Manny at 541. Uh, Rami with a very conservative 520 slugging percentage. Mr. Gap to Gap over here. Hey, man, I'm a rookie. Yep. I'm a rookie. And uh, the guest predictors are slugging just four to make contact. Six. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to start with Judd, Jonathan, and then we're going to go over to listener Josh, who's in studio, Manny, Rami, and myself, Phil Mackey. We're going to make three predictions each, as we always do. Love being in third. I feel like I'm just going to come up. Write there. it down. You like mm-hmm. writing things down. And when we get to Jonathan's point in the circle here, yep. Jonathan has a bold idea here. He's put together something. So we'll, we'll let's collaboration look. between you. And me. He Go asked on. me off record if he could do this. And I said, yes, but I think we need to take it to the room for a vote. Okay. We'll start. So we'll start with Judd here make your first prediction, lead off like usual. And then we'll get to Jonathan. I don't feel I can now that I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> prediction number one, we'll write, write this, this down. down. Bruce Boudreau will be retained by the wild as their coach after the season. Mm. So he's in the last year of his contract. He will be retained mm. by the Wild. Interesting. I'd be surprised if he wants to. Wants to be, but yeah, could he go? He could probably go somewhere else, right? <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Jonathan. Okay. Lay lay it out here for uh, for the so room. If, if you remember last year, I made around this time. I made the prediction of all the bowl games, and I said I'd only get three of them wrong, and that proved to be wrong because that's a pretty tough get. I've made all of those predictions again, so there's 30 bowl games. Now the idea is, and we've, Mackie and I have been working on this, either making all of them as one big prediction and I can get somewhere between 5 and 10 wrong, or making them as each their own predictions for a grand total of 30 games. I told Jonathan, because he's like sixth in the batting title race right now, he's so far behind, if you want to predict every single bowl game between now and and the 31st of December... And you want to have them all stand on their own. If you're crazy enough to predict the outcome of that many crappy bowl games and with I have. directional I schools, and he has made these predictions, sure. that we can count them all as individual predictions. So he's going to get 31 swings at it? No. Well, how many bowl games are, are between now and December 31st? 30 of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, then yes. He's getting 30 <laughs> swings at this. So Write it down. You like writing things down. Yes. And I'm, and I, so it's up, it's up for vote here. Among uh, the regulars here, so Judd, I, I am voting that it's okay. Jonathan's voting that it's okay. Yeah, this can completely tank my batting. Which means we have Judd, Rami, and Manny left. If he wants to take thirty swings at bowl games, and, and so they're all individual entities. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Go ahead. Write it down. Knock you like writing out. things down. All right, Jonathan. We're, not, we're, 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 we're going to spare you going through all yeah. of them here in this There's segment. a document of this. Just trust that you'll these predictions. I'll send, them to, I'll send them to you guys. By the way, Don't you, you think have... the listeners want to hear of Boise State? I mean, I have Fresno Boise State winning State. their game. No. Boise State's playing in the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. They're going to win it. Okay, who do you have winning the uh, Western Michigan game? Uh, which game are they playing in? I have no idea. <laughs> you should, no, you just <laughs> The winners written down. <laughs> Good lord, man! But Western Michigan is the team I chose to win that Write game. It down. I have no like idea who they're playing. Down. I only wrote down the, the, way, the winners. It will be hilarious if Jonathan bats like eight hundred on these and comes from behind <laughs> due to that many swings and wins the batting championship. We'll see what happens. All right, listener Josh. First of all, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for, for hanging me. out with us. 
and uh, putting up with us. And you get, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go one at a time. So you go for your first prediction. Josh, did you prepare or are you just winging this like I do every week? I, I Somewhere in the middle. I prepared within the last 45 minutes. All right. So. I'm coming up with mine like right now. All right. Yep. Uh, okay, so I think we all know there is no logic or past performance that would substantiate this. So a little bit of gut feel, a little bit of Vikings hope. I'm going to say that the Cowboys finally put this all together and win a game on Sunday for the Vikes. Cowboys over Write it down. You like writing things down. Ooh, so Cowboys beat the Rams Interesting. on Sunday. All right. I can dig that. Manny Hill. Write it down. You like writing things down. Western Michigan's playing uh, Western Kentucky in the first responder bowl, by the way. Yes. Is that your prediction? <laughs> so I'm predicting that that's what they're going to do. It's kind of a yeah. punt at this point. It's been announced. Uh, no, uh, my first prediction is that uh, the Twins will sign Hunjin Ryu. Okay. Okay. And just to be clear, this off season, right? I don't want this yes, hanging yeah, on the board yeah, for this, ten more this, years. This off season, yeah. <laughs> he signs here at forty. There's a bunch. There's a bunch. <laughs> Manager's right. As like the general manager. There's a ton of Straggler, Mackie, and Judd predictions that are just still on the board because we didn't put end dates on them. So until until Larry O'Brien dies or coaches again, Judd's prediction of Larry O'Brien will coach again. Larry Brown. Is, or Larry, Larry, Brown. Larry Brown. I'm sorry. Yeah. Larry Isn't Brown. Like is, a, he is dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's not coaching off the board. Yeah. That's a final. Yes. <laughs> don't one of you guys have like an OJ prediction or something like that that's still on the yeah, table? Judd like has he's going to go back to jail or something? Yep. Judd has OJ violating his parole. So. <laughs> <laughs> is he still under parole? I take it he, he is. It's been like two years. Write it down. You like writing things down? Oh, yeah. Write this down. The Timberwolves losing streak will extend to 10 games. Wow. They won't win again until Monday, December 23rd at the Golden State Warriors. What's the, do you have the schedule? They have, uh, they host the Clippers tonight, which is for some reason an 8.30 tip off in Minnesota. Uh, then they host the Pelicans. They travel to visit the Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. Cunningham told me he thinks they'll beat the Pelicans because Zion's not coming that's, back now, me, and Pelicans aren't good. To me, that's that's the biggest roadblock in my prediction being right, is hosting the Pelicans. I just like the fact that it's going to end on December 23rd, therefore you've put yourself in the confines of oh, yeah. the current calendar. No, I'm not trying to back into a batting title. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to earn this thing. Mm-hmm. I will this earn down. this thing. By the way, all, th- last words. all three yeah. of my predictions are for this calendar year as well. I'm yeah. taking swings, baby. That makes one Going for it all. <laughs> Judge preparing for next year already. Right. <laughs> Cracking pitches. The Bears... Will beat the Packers on Sunday. Mm. The Bears yeah, will. will beat the, the the Bears will open up wider their door to chase down the Vikings, but most importantly, help the Vikings with a clear path. So to you're going to give us destiny. that prediction without the Bears song. I mean, that's completely disappointing. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to do that, you got to give us the Bears song. Sorry, it's a the button bar is new to me. It's a great button bar. I love that new button bar. Yeah, I don't know. This won't work. The the button that I'm trying to click. Yeah, it won't doesn't work. look like I got to read. Put that in the system. It's okay. All right. <laughs> awesome. Segment's train wrecking. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's a new button bar. All right, back to Joe. Love that button bar. It's don't blame the, Don't blame the button bar. Um, <clears throat> my next prediction. Five National Football League coaches, or I should say at least five, National Football League coaches will have been fired by the middle of January. Wow. So uh, January... 15th? Yes. Are you trying okay. not to take any more swings this year to yes. see if you can back into a batting title? <laughs> Is this how you won it last year? At least five NFL wow. coaches will have been fired wow. by the middle of January and January 15th. Wow. Genius. What a genius. Write move. this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's cowardly, but that's it fine. It's very cowardly. It's well played. Okay, back to John Anderson won the 1988 ERA title this way. <laughs> that's all I know. 
Phillip Rivers will throw at least three interceptions this weekend against the Vikings. Okay. Write this down. Back to listener Josh. All right. Uh, I'm still uh, very bullish on Byron Buxton. I think he's been more unlucky than he is brittle and injury prone. So here we go. This won't help the listeners this year. I'm going to push this one out a bit. But uh, another cowardly prediction here. I got another one yet. <laughs> I like for, for Josh here. Kindred um, spirits. <laughs> Uh, he will set a career high and uh, so 2020 stats this coming season, career high in plate appearances. I looked it up. I think it was 511 in 2017. He will finish top 20 in the major leagues in extra base hits. Wow. And he'll win another gold glove. So a little parlay action. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Write this down. All right. Back, back to Manny Hill. And I hope you're right too, by the way. Uh, Justin Fields will finish second in the Heisman voting. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. The Twins will not add a starter in free agency, but will trade for a player to place into their starting rotation. Interesting. You guys see Martin Perez got $6 million to go to the Red Sox (laughs) yesterday. What is like, what? Well, he did pitch well at Fenway. <laughs> the one, the one yeah, time he first started right. uniform, he did. He did and if you're a Red really Sox well fan too, so if you're a Red Sox fan, you just saw the Yankees sign Garrett Cole, and your answer is Martin Perez. Yeah. And they're PR trying purposes. to trade Mookie Betts you, too. Chuck. You can't send a press release out for that. Right? No. Write it down. You like writing things Imagine down. Imagine being a Red Sox fan. You see the Yankees sign Garrett Cole. Your team signed Martin Perez, and your team is also trying to trade its MVP. He uh, he better get that cutter in on those righties with that short porch in left field. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to guess you won't. He'll but be he'll still be right. <laughs> yeah. All right, write this down. The Twins will sign Dallas Keuchel this winter. Mm. The Twins will sign oh. Dallas Keuchel. Okay. I yeah. would fully endorse that. All right. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Judd. One more trip around here. So if I'm not mistaken, Cunningham wrote today on scorenorth.com that the NBA trade window opens on Sunday for guys who have been signed, blah, blah, blah. But we uh, certainly could see more deals after Sunday. Jeff Teague will be the first Wolves player traded this season. Okay. Jeff Teague will be dealt at some point by February, whatever. Another cowardly prediction. Write this down. <laughs> February, whatever, okay? That's a deadline. All it right, didn't John. work out last week, but uh, Jason Pitts has me convinced. The Vikings win by at least 14 points. Oh, weekend. you're going back to the well yep. with that prediction. Yeah. Wow. Well, it barely missed well, last weekend. Come be, on. Beware the guy from the South who predicts the Vikings are going to win by a lot, son. <laughs> And then we can. What's that coming in here and telling me that? When confronted with, uh, with, uh, well, what about the pastor? He's like, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> all right. All right. Back to listener Josh here, his final prediction. All right. And this one will, uh, will hit the books this season. Um, I believe, right? NFL playoffs count for yep. this year, right? Uh, and, and NFL, anything Playoff NFL outcomes. seasons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is just kind of something that that dawned on me uh, a few weeks ago before it looked so obvious that this this uh, 6-3 seed matchup at Lambeau could happen. So I'm going to keep it simple, though, and not pigeonhole myself. The Vikings will meet the Packers in the postseason at some point and Ooh. eliminate them. Whoa! Oh, whoa! Whoa! I like it. Whoa! Well done. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things Strong. down. I love Josh coming in with just the lumber here, just taking swings. And eliminate them. Yeah, yes. That's good. All right, Manny, your final prediction of the week. Dalvin Cook, it's been a few weeks since he's done this, but Dalvin Cook will get to 100 yards rushing on Sunday against the Chargers. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. If that happens. I think I can safely say the Vikings will win. Rami, your Write final this prediction. Write this down. 
Vikings lose Sunday to the Chargers. All right, Mr. That's all. Just Vikings lose Sunday to the you Chargers. You really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? <laughs> trying to replace so, me. Rami, had a, Rami must have had a taste of that Vikings loss stew that you were talking about earlier, Judd. Well, I was going to say, where did that come from? Yeah. Write it down. You've been you playing like this game on the schedule for weeks. For weeks. All right, well, I'll, I'll end on an uplifting note here for Twins fans. Write this down. The Twins will sign Josh Donaldson. The Twins will sign Josh Donaldson in free agency. Rami has choked on his coffee. I literally just choked on my coffee. So you got him signing Dallas Keiko and And Josh Josh Donaldson? Donaldson. Uh, A Braves free agents. I like it. It's not a parlay, and I'm not looking to bat a 1,000 here, okay? Wow. I'm not looking to bat a 1,000, gentlemen. I'm just playing the game. Let's write that down, now. So just to be clear, though, both of those don't have time frames other than basically spring training at some Uh, point, right? Yeah, so technically this... So they're as cowardly as my picks. Not as cowardly. Not as cowardly. Yours, you, yours can't be wrong by January first, though. Correct. They're as cowardly as my. Picks. But they could be right beforehand. Well, yours, I guess, five coaches could get fired before the first of the yeah, year. Thank you very much. They're you're both cowards. They're pretty cowardly. Yeah, you're okay. both cowards. Everyone in the studio is tracking pitches, baby. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> They're pretty cowardly. That's fine. All right. Um, and by the way, li- some listener predictions uh, that that came in over the past few days here. I just want to throw these out. These are from Twitter, and you can always tweet at Phil Mackey. You can tweet at Score North if you want to get your predictions in the mix. Uh, Chat predicted that Wolves will trade Andrew Wiggins, Jeff Teague, and a first-round pick for Damian Lillard. That would be awesome if that happened. Uh, Scott J says Tiger Woods, uh, Tiger Woods will win three of the four majors in 2020. Scott J is also my burner account on Twitter. Uh, Tate says Nick Foles will end up with the Chicago Bears next season. How would you feel about that, Rami, if Nick Foles was your quarterback in Don't Chicago? like it. Uh, Barry Anderson says both Spielman and Zimmer will have their re- uh, respective contracts extended before the 2020 training camp begins. And Tom F. says, write this down. With 50 games to go in the season, the Wild will get points in at least 35 of those games. Good luck to Jonathan and I having to count individually all of those games. Thanks. Thank you, Tom F., for that prediction. <laughs> that is Write That Down on Mackie and Write Judd down. with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. And uh, when we come back, it's a, it's a very interesting 25th anniversary that we want Judd to tell us about. Mackie and Judd with Rami hanging out in the TCL studios here. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand, and TCL also offers you the best seats inside Target Center. Now, I know the Wolves are struggling here, and uh, they've got a tough schedule ahead, but there's a great place called the TCL Theater Box inside Target Center where whether they're struggling or playing well, it's just a great place to watch a basketball game. And TCL is giving you guys, Mackie and Jeb with Rami listeners, a chance to see the Wolves from the TCL Theater Box on December 28th, when they take on the Cavaliers, just go to scorenorth.com, that's S-K-O-R north.com, and enter the keyword T-C-L. We're talking about the most coveted new offering in the world of premium in-arena seating. Dramatic views of the entire arena, VIP experience unlike any other, five-star cuisine, a lounge area, and oversized chairs. Again, December 28th, Wolves-Cavs, scorenorth.com, enter keyword T-C-L. Let's come back and uh, we'll go through a little uh, little history lesson with Judd Zolgad here in a second. Jonathan here with the Score North download. Listen to Score North with Amazon Alexa. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you'll hear the soothing sounds of Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd with Rami, and much, much more. Just say, Alexa, open Score North. If you missed the note earlier today, Vikings injury report came out, the final one of the week as we head to Vikings Chargers out in L.A. this weekend. 
Alexander Madison and Jaron Curse listed as out for that game coming up this Sunday. Listed as questionable. BC Johnson and Xavier Rhodes. The name you noticed I didn't say, Adam Thielen. He's not listed at all because it seems like he is full go, ready to play for the first time in four weeks this weekend for the Vikings. Do your holiday shopping online and save up to 70% with the Score North Holiday Online Auction. Golf packages, electric bikes, countertops, sea life, passes, and much, much more. To view and bid on items, visit scorenorth.com and enter keyword auction. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. We'll wrap with Ricey here before the show is over, but I uh, want to give Judd Zolgad the floor here to uh, give a little history lesson to the to the young co-hosts here, the younger co-hosts, I guess. I was going to say, Rami's 40. He's not exactly young. I yeah, mean, and he looks uh, like he's, he's 60. In, I mean, he's newer in town. Young here, at but, heart, though. Well, so am I. I mean, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> the last time he had a physical. <laughs> Yeah, it's we're really all, been way too long. We're all no joking. Joke. awkward. No joke. It's been like nine years. Hey, and and again, I did nothing to make it awkward. So please let the record show that I did not partake in the awkwardness. Show. So today is a is a is a twenty fifth yes, anniversary. It was twenty five years ago uh, today that uh, I turned on the TV at home, and I think every local station, including our own folks downstairs, five eyewitness news, were carrying the demolition of Met Center. Wow, the implosion. Which, the greatest part about that was, I think they hit the detonate button twice, and it barely moved. And, and then I forgot about this. <laughs> Grit. I forgot about this. Somebody, somebody, I guess, pointed out the guy who was hitting the detonate button, like, did it twice. It didn't re- It didn't work. And, like, he, the guy took off. Sounds like an Austin Powers movie. And so they had to get a new detonate guy. Somebody get me my detonators. <laughs> anyway, long story short, uh, 25 years ago today, the best hockey building, as far as I'm concerned, in town, at least at that time, for sure, for a long time, uh, came down. And so I put out a poll today saying, in honor of that event, which Minnesota stadium slash arena do you miss the most? And, and of course, on Twitter, I, I only had four options, so I couldn't say Old Memorial Stadium where the Gophers played. So I said Met Center, Met Stadium, the Metrodome, and the St. Paul Civic Center where the State High School Hockey Tournament and a lot of concerts were held for years and years, and that now is the site of the X. Hey, where was the Met Center, by the way? The Met Center was in Bloomington, where Ikea is exactly. Okay. So it was, it was Met Stadium was on where Mall of America is, that plot of land, and where Ikea is now Met Center. Anyway, so I gave people four options, and so far there's uh, 1,721 votes in. I guess this isn't this isn't surprising because of the age of people who are probably voting on this. The leader right now is the Metrodome, thirty five percent. That's probably an age thing, right? That's an age thing. Well, and here, okay, but here's the one thing, and I don't like the Metrodome as a building. I do think that it was it was pretty much garbage as a building. But the one thing that I will give people is there were a ton of great games in that building. You know, two World Series championships. Mm -hmm. So the dome was is thirty five percent. Met Stadium, where the Twins and Vikings played, 27%. Met Center, where the North Stars played, 22%. Civic Center, as I said, the State High School Hockey Tournament was there, and a lot of concerts were there through the years, 17% at the Civic Center. All right, here's my take that's going to be unpopular, at least with you. It might be more popular with Rami. With the rare exception, and I'm talking like Fenway, Wrigley Field, with the with the rare exception, these gem old stadiums, mm-hmm. Almost anything built before 2000 is trash. Nostalgic memories, that's great. Agreed. But 
I'd rather have an Ikea there in Bloomington than an old rundown arena. And I know that I'm tap dancing on Joe Tolga's childhood by saying I am not an Ikea okay. guy. Okay, all right. Yeah. And Met Center, Met Center was a great building, but but where I will not completely agree, but I see what you're saying, Met Stadium was basically an erector set. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. So, But that's why if you loved the Metrodome, it, it was garbage. As a building, the only thing like the literally it was the, not a good building. The only positive memories I have about the Metrodome, I, I have two like general. I'm not saying like specific memories, but the only two like big picture memories that I have in the positive bin of the Metrodome are: I used to go to games with my dad, right? And it's just something nostalgic about it, and that's like my stadium like, for me. But like I used to go to a, I used to go to White Castle with my dad, like so it, it could literally be anywhere, and I just like li- I like the where memories you saw your of first baseball dad. game, right? Yep. and that's yep. special. I'll give then, you that. And then I would say the only other thing about the Metrodome, I wouldn't say I miss, but that I was fond of, is in big moments. Mm-hmm. In, the, in Game 163, I didn't go to the World Series oh, game. That so place would get crazy loud. It was fun. I mean, it was it was fun to watch opposing teams melt down because of the, was. The, the, the noise and the intimidation and the people And the people made that. But in terms of like trying to navigate your way around the concourse, these small concourses, you want to go to the bathroom or get a hot dog, you miss three innings yeah. or... You miss a quarter of football, and you can't see what's happening inside the field. They have these little small TVs. You know, these are first-world problems. Don't get me wrong, but you know, give me almost any new stadium any day of the but week. But I'll give you one now that's not good. It's still not good. Target Center. It's not terrible. Not that good. It's not the X. The X. I mean, the X is twenty years old now, and it's and it's held and up. You wouldn't know. You walk into it, it looks like it was built yesterday. I believe, That's a nice building. I believe that every building, and I might be wrong by one, but not, but it would be probably one. I believe that every building built in the late eighties, early nineties, around the time that Target Center was built, is gone except for that one, Bradley. Bradley Center is is I believe was built a year before I think it was 40 Target years Center. old when they tore it down a couple of years ago. It was built eighty in eighty eight, I think. Okay, but anyway, the point. Years then. But the point being is, for the most part, Phil, you're right. You build Target Field now. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a great ballpark. But I do think that the fact that there were so many memorable memorable games in the dome, and you still have a large group of people who aren't that old yet who went to games there. That the nostalgia that you're talking about is true. But the only building that I would defend on the grounds of it was really ahead of its time and good was Met Center. Because Met Stadium, it was fine. It was fun to go to. I have a lot of great memories there. Yeah. But it was not a great building. No, there's no way. Yeah, the Metrodome, man. It's funny how... like The the Kingdome in Seattle and the Astrodome, there was like this dome phase... And uh, the Sky Dome in Toronto, the, this dome phase, and after like ten years, fans and teams are like, eh, can't see fly balls, can't see the sun. It's ridiculous. Yeah, who thought? And you know, I'm in favor of domes, especially retractable ones. But who thought a white ceiling was smart? Would play baseball for the color of the for the color of the ceiling in a dome? Well, the the Astrodome was built in like '64, and originally they had clear panels. They they had real glass and clear panels. And the outfielders couldn't see fly balls because they'd look up and there'd be nothing but glare. So they said, oh, we'll just paint the panels in. Well, guess what happened to the real grass? It all died. <laughs> so then they got AstroTurf there. But I think they, the original goal was to, to have the roof be clear like roofs are now. But in 1964 or so, they didn't have glare-resistant panels. So you'd look up and the ball would come down and darn near kill you. Yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, gosh, I I, re- I remember watching Rich Becker hit it inside the park home run one time. Remember that guy, Rich Becker, center fielder, mid nineties. He was going to take over for uh, Puck in center field. Are hey, we going to go this whole show without talking about how Jonathan Harrison I was is just dressed going there. for radio? I was just going there. Yeah, before we wrap with Royce, yeah, go ahead, Rami. You're still bringing this up? Yes. Okay. What this dude's been walking around with a suit. Nobody in radio is wearing a suit unless they're going to be on camera Why for do you some have an reason. Issue with it? I don't have an issue it with looks you. Nice, Jonathan. It looks nice. You look great. Seems like you have an issue. I don't. You have, do look very. Dapper. I, I don't good. have an issue with you Keep wearing a suit. What I have, because we we dragged you into the studio for to score North Live today. When we noticed this, and we asked, "Why are you wearing a suit?" It's just easier, man. It's, but it's not. You keep saying that, and that's not the reason why you're wearing the suit. You could have easily... I don't have to change in five minutes. You changed when you got here. You didn't yeah. even wear the suit for the commute. You changed no, when you... because were... I have snow at my house, and I would rather not walk out in the snow with the suit. All I'm asking for is, I'm is, for, my car. is for transparency from Jonathan. I have no problem with And you're right. He looks good. He looks good in that suit today. But just admit why, you, why you're wearing it around the station. Because I have a Christmas party to go mm-hmm. to in you about changed, half an hour. You could have changed later in the day. Could have changed later in the day. You just, go over there. I got a. You qu- just think you look good. You do. Well, yes, look, that's part of that's it. That's why you're wearing it. You wanted reason. to look. You wanted oh, to he impress. Doesn't, he doesn't care. You wanted to impress, which is fine, dude. If I'm wearing a suit to look good and to impress, and somebody says, "Why are you wearing a suit?" I say, "It's because I look damn good in it." That's why I'm wearing a suit. Can today. I ask a question? Just admit it. Is a guy who brings a scraper into work. Insulting guy who's wearing a suit. He's trying to, so he should, he's not, not fit insulting. to have this conversation. I'm not insulting. I'm just saying transparency, dude. Just be, just be open about it. Be honest about why you're wearing the suit around the I office. You, you the next cram session's me. down to Mackie and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm just curious. Like, like, you've had that tie tied up tight for yeah, hours. No, it's kind of loose. I unbutton the top button here yeah. because I'm a fat guy, and this top button chokes me to death. Yeah, don't do so, top. Don't do top button as a fat guy. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, so uh, I've had the tie like kind of loose. <laughs> That's a drop. I'm totally using that as a drop. <laughs> He's right though. He's right though. Do you buy his reasoning? I don't buy his reasoning. I, I feel like it's not that hard to just like. Like wear the pants to work. I don't think it's that hard. Even to the just shirt. Put on a shirt. Even the shirt. And put a tie just, on. And then you can yeah. just put the coat and tie on but, later in the day. But I appreciate. For, I appreciate him classing it up for the day. There would be only if you had, had ulterior motives for what you did. There'd be only one plausible reason that I can think of, and that's that you can't tie a tie, and somebody tied that tie for you. No, because I can you tie can't. a tie. Okay, that'd be the only reason why. Athlete challenge. Who, like, who on staff can tie a tie? Like I if, can't tie a tie. I already I admitted tie. that. You can't tie a tie? I can't, no. It's not that difficult. I'm good at tying ties. It's a natural gift for me. I need a YouTube me. video every time. I hate wearing suits. Can your girl can your I hate tie a ties. I never ask her. Can your girl tie a tie? I'm too embarrassed. Because Don can tie a tie, but I can tie it myself, so I don't... But if I couldn't, I would... And I have no desire to right learn, because I, I want to wear a tie as little as possible in my life. Same. Pat, can you tie a tie? No, cannot. Wow! Never been able to. I, uh, it's a gift. I, I, uh, I famously once went into a. I was in San Francisco. I needed a tie for an event, and I went into a, a famous San Francisco store and bought a eighty dollar tie or something, and said, "There's only one problem. You got to tie it <laughs> and put it around my neck if you want to sell me this." And uh, so I walked out of there with it, though, holding it uh, with the knot in it. So. I got about Smart. eight in my closet. They all have knots in them. So you're prepared. That's fine then. Yeah, Smart. that's right. I'm prepared. Absolutely yeah. fine. Good preparation. Prepared, no. uh, I do not have the patience for it. I do not have the patience. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, Three, four minutes. That's all I give it. If I can't get it right, 
I'm not doing it. Sure. Sorry. Yep. So, Pat, uh, before yeah. we before we dive into the uh, hard hitting uh, sports and Vikings topics here, we have more evidence against Stevie Wonder that we want to play for you here. <laughs> that, he, that he's really that uh, that Char- the Jack was. Cr- now I knew what you were telling. I didn't know about the joke until today. That Jack. Uh, yeah, here, let's play. Let's uh, play the clip here. Let's play. Uh, it's a true story. <laughs> it's, it's a true it's story. Really, so. According to Shaq. We lived in the building on Wilshire. So you park your car on the valets down there. So I'm already in the building. I'm coming through the lobby. Door opens. There's TV Wonder. He comes in, says, what's up, Shaq? <laughs> Presses the button. Oh, it's true story. Presses the button, gets up on the floor, bounce up, goes to his room. I went and called every person I knew in Tony Turner, they believe me. No, bro, he got on the other He's like, what's up, Shaq? How you doing, big dog? Yes, you did. I think that's proof. I think that's proof. Telling you. I don't know. How would you uh, how would you sense a little guy like Shaq was in the elevator with you? Otherwise, I, 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 uh, <laughs> oh. that's true. I just got an interesting voicemail, by the way, which I didn't I didn't answer the phone, but I got a uh, the transcript of the voicemail. I've been contacted by a group that wants to help me deal with my student loans. Oh yeah! Wow! <laughs> Finally. Consider I went to the U for a year and a half in 1964. I think that we probably got those all taken care of. I don't know, Pat. In this anyway. day and age, I bet there are people around your age who are still paying off student loans. <laughs> and the meter's been running for 50 years. So. Yeah, but not Royce and not me. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, I, sometimes I think they're just kind of soliciting you and taking a shot. That's, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they call up... Uh, I continue to get uh, promises to extend the warranty on cars I haven't had for eight years. It's, uh, that's good too. So anyway, yeah. that's uh, that's a beauty. So what's uh, not much happening in the sports world today, unless you can get excited about the uh, fighting wolves tonight against Kawhi. That one ought to tip off about eight forty, huh? Yeah, yeah. I can't get excited about it. Sorry. Yeah, that's, well, but I bet there's a. They, they think why might not play because he's not playing back to backs and they're in uh, Chicago tomorrow, right? They're, they're in Chicago. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. He might not play tonight. They either won't play tonight or he won't play tomorrow night. With Chicago being a bigger audience and a bigger crowd. Maybe yeah, Kawhi doesn't do back-to-backs. Although, have you seen the crowds at United Center lately? I don't know that you're getting a bigger crowd in Chicago than you are here in Minnesota, Pat. They finally, uh, they finally, well, they were announcing sellouts for years when they weren't selling it out, right? Because they had the season ticket base, but mm-hmm. they finally uh, they finally said the hell with it. Well, I mean, you can just look at the seats and tell that it's it's nowhere close. The whole the entire upper bowl is empty for Bulls games now. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, Levine's putting up numbers, but uh, it doesn't help win any games, does it? It's, uh, He's getting his he's getting his thirty four and thirty two and twenty eight, but uh, doesn't put up numbers. I mean, doesn't put up wins. Can't stand the coach too, right? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's uh, doesn't like Boylan, right? Is it Boylan, right? Boylan, Boylan. Jim Boylan, yeah. They don't get along. Yeah. Well, at least we have camaraderie here. Damn it, we don't have defense, but we have camaraderie. Everyone likes each other for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, they would say, "Hey, maybe that was my man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, maybe you babe, maybe you're right. Maybe I was supposed to be guarding him. That's fine. I'll take responsibility." And the thing is, like, 
now defense is uh, at an historically bad uh, pace right oh, now, yeah. but but they, this is the best Carl Anthony Towns has ever played in his career. This is the best Andrew Wiggins has ever played in his career, and yet the team looks like this, which is not the most positive sign. No, because uh, yeah, uh, well, you know, it's a it's a guard problem right now. I think more than anything, it's a guard problem. But you're right. I mean, that they gave up uh, they gave up 130 points a game on that on that uh, road trip, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, everybody else is giving up 122. So what difference does it make? Some of these scores are just incredible. Juiced basketball, that's what I say. <laughs> Got to get a humidor. <laughs> yeah, get a humidor right. in there. Got to make that ball a little heavier so it hangs in the air. Yep. So, all right, what's hey, your what, what's your level of uh, of concern about this Vikings-Chargers game on Sunday? Is it a smooth sale for the Vikings? or 20% maybe. I don't know. They'd have to play bad. They'd have to. Uh, I've never been a Phil Rivers guy. I always thought he was a loser deep in his heart that he'd, he'd, he'd figure out a way to lose more often than he'd figure out a way to win. Uh, he's going to end up in a Hall of Fame. It's going to be a joke because he's, uh, you know, Mr. Choke. So uh, I, I I think the Vikings will uh, figure out some way to. It might be close for a while, but he'll figure out a way to lose it, and they'll put a lot of heat on him, too. The only concern would be blocking. Uh, they got they got some pass rushers, you know. They got Bosa and other guys, yep. and, and uh, they got some pass rushers. But uh, you know, I don't know. They, at this time of year, bad teams usually uh, are accepting their fate, right? Uh, Detroit certainly did last week, but but I don't <laughs> think the Chargers are, are that bad. Hey, so Pat, oh, Pat, yeah. the so the Yankees get Garrett Cole. So the Red Sox take a few days to counter, but when they do, they get Martin Perez. Yes. Well, you know what I was thinking? Uh, when I, we were in Boston last year in September, and I was telling you this, guys this a couple of days ago, Martin Perez was going to start that game, and we thought it was going to be 23-2, and he, what, he pitched six and two-thirds yeah. or something. So they got to see his leg. They got to see basically his only good game in the last two months of the year. They must have been impressed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That might maybe that's another indication they got a way to get rid of Price. They they want they think he can be their fifth starter or something. Yeah, I mean, like here, this is what I don't really. Is it front offices looking to massage their egos? What if you're going to have a reclamation project? Why don't you just spend five hundred thousand dollars on? Uh, a young player, then go get Martin Perez for six or seven million dollars. I just don't really understand the economics of continuing to what go back to that him? well. But they didn't pay him that much. Did it's like six million, pay? Martin Perez. Yeah, yeah it's like wow. six million dollars. <laughs> Seriously, oh, boy, these uh, the twins. Uh, you know, the twins brain trust the uh, the pitching guys ought to be. Some of these guys ought to send them a check, don't you think? Uh, like Annie Ball should send them some money, and uh, Martin should send them some money that they uh, got him off the scrap heap and uh, made him some money. Michael Pineda owes him a little bit of money, even though oh, he's still yeah, here. Well, he got that. Ex- he got the new contract. Yeah, he did. That's right. But uh, he's, he's got a. He, the league gets to keep two, and I, the Twins don't have to pay two and a half million of it. Right? Well, he's uh, well, he's uh, fighting his way back to. Uh, Getting prime physical, because he's using that extra time to get in prime physical condition. I'm sure. Pat, any interest in David Price? A trade for David Price? If the Red Sox will pay the 31 million dollars a year he's owed the next three years, down to about 20 million a year? Yes, I'd take it. 
I would, uh, I would, uh, I, I would take him if, if uh, you know, they probably also you could give them a worse player than they're giving. You know, along with Price, they, you might be able to get a player and give them a half a prospect you don't like. That I much. see. I see some reports that they might be willing to package one of their younger roster players or a prospect just to ease the financial hit that it is to take on David Price at this stage in his career. Yeah, I'm, what are they saying? They're going to will, willing to pay them. Question. I saw I that they'd be willing. To, he's, I wouldn't want to make it more than twenty a year. Yeah, no, I see he's owed thirty-one per for the next three years. And the report I saw said the Red Sox may be willing to pay that down to about twenty million a year. Mm-hmm. Well, I I probably do it. I think he's got a chance if you just uh, you know, maybe get him away from a place where he stops ripping. Who's he going to come to town and rip? Though is he going to come to town and rip Killebrew or, or uh, what's he? You know, he went after Eck all the time. Who's he going to? You gonna go after Burt when he gets here? You might go after Burt. Yeah, Burt Blylow, and I think he's. If he is, I want him here. That'd be great. Or Jack Morris would probably be Jack Morris. Yeah, right. Yeah, start looking Jack that he was. uh, You know that he was lucky in that. That seventh game or something. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, Jack Morris's Babbitt was unusually high in that game. (laughs) (laughs) Or low, I guess. He is kind of a jerk, jerk, but they need a. You know, I'd take him. I would think. He's but, a gamer uh, too. He could hang with Trevor May and the boys. Oh, like not, not like a like oh, a gamer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I really don't want like the scouting okay. terminology has changed a lot. Like he's a real gamer. Oh. Yeah, right. Oh, oh yeah, he plays video that's, games. That's and he has like a Mr. Microphone. That's like your enthusiasm when they said he was going to, you know, when he was going to go see a survivor, so he was excited. <laughs> 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 somebody from the Holocaust, and it was somebody from the TV show. <laughs> we didn't have a workout room. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have a workout room there. <laughs> I'm very sad today, though. I finished Mrs. Basil uh, today, so that was oh, good to do this afternoon. So I wrapped her up, yeah, for the year. Damn, she's that's the good. Wife loved well, that wasn't show. As good, wasn't as good this year as it uh, was the previous two, but it was it was still good because they got uh, uh, Tony Salab and uh, and uh, Kevin Pollock. Pollock are so damn good that it's uh, it kind of makes the show. So as the in-laws. Well, Pat, enjoy your weekend, and we will catch up with you again on Monday. Hey, Jan, now McCarville gets her jersey retired on Sunday. I got to be there. She's one of my all-time favorites, man. She is a character. Beer in hand, you think? Cold one in hand? I don't know, but uh, she had to fly in from Sweden for this. She's playing in Sweden. I hope really? they have casinos. I hope they have casinos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you, Pat. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. That's hilarious. Oh my God! Come to, to center court with a craft beer in hand would be great from a carvel. Just a can of something, just a beer, just helmet. a surly, couple surly, <laughs> like to accept this award. Yep. Yeah, you can find our podcast Mackie and Jeb with Rami on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. Please give us a five star review on Apple or Spotify and leave uh, leave something nice about us. It helps our egos. See you Monday. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. 
TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.